Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and I've seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plot. So feel free to check out the film on doesthedogdie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the three-hour-long surrealist tragic comedy horror film written and directed by Ari Aster, Bo is Afraid. Let's get spooky. Should I kick us off with a summary? Please do. (laughs) Right. uh, Bo, a man with severe anxiety, lives in a dirty apartment in a crime-ridden city. On his way out of the door to catch a plane to visit his well-to-do mother, his keys and luggage are stolen for which his mother makes him feel really guilty. That evening, his apartment is broken into by a swarm of the city's homeless. Bo calls his mother to tell her, and the phone is answered by a UPS driver who tells Bo that his mother has died. While trying to make it to her funeral, Bo is hit by a car and stabbed, then wakes up in a strange home with a surgeon and his wife, who begin to take care of him while he heals. But the couple's teenage daughter commits suicide, and the mother accuses Bo, sending her adopted son chasing after him for revenge. Bo is chased into a forest where he watches a play about an alternate life where he has children. But Bo knows that he can't have children because he has the same genetic condition that killed his father, where if he ejaculates, his heart will stop. Bo escapes the forest and hitchhikes the rest of the way to his mother's home, where he has just missed the funeral. Inside, he sees an open casket with a woman who has a birthmark on her hand. Then he meets his childhood girlfriend who convinces him to have sex with her. Instead of Bo dying, however, his childhood girlfriend dies when she finishes horrifying Bo. It's at this point that Bo's mother appears, telling Bo how disappointed she is in him for not making it to his own mother's funeral. But Bo knew from the birthmark on the body in the casket that his mother was not dead and that she had bribed her long-term housekeeper housekeeper to kill herself as a test of Bo's devotion to his mother. Bo asks for the truth and his mother reluctantly leads him to the attic where Bo discovers his long-lost twin brother and his father, who is a giant penis monster. Uh, horrified, Bo confronts his mother, nearly strangling her to death, then runs outside and gets on a boat. He drives that boat to an arena where he is put on trial for being a bad son, then drowns to the sound of his mother's screams. And that's what you missed on Glee. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the film. It is a film. That is for sure. I had to take quite a few breaks during like watching this. It's a three-hour film. I think it took me almost four hours to finish. <laughs> because it just it it was long and it felt long. Especially, honestly, I was having like a grand old time until, uh, until he left the like suburban house with the surgeon. What were their names? Roger and and uh... Lydia? Or... No, I, I know it wasn't Lydia. Grace. I think Grace. it was Roger and, and Grace. the daughter. Yes, and I think after he left them, I was having a very hard time focusing on what was happening, and I. You know, I got up and made myself some lunch. I went out and got my deliveries. <laughs> like, it's like I gotta, I gotta just like take some time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I watched the first time. I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it straight through, I was absolutely enthralled. I could not stop watching it, but not in like a good way. <laughs> it was more like watching a car crash. I just couldn't stop watching it. Um, <clears throat> talked a lot of shit about it and then watched it again for the second time on 2x speed and kind of loved it. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like if you're gonna watch this movie, watch it on 1.5 or 2. Like just yep. speed it up a little bit and it's probably great. Um yeah. And even on yeah. 2x, like there were some scenes that were really drawn out and like just like shots that were drawn out, like the one that pops into my head was seeing the phone in the dead guy's hand in the hallway of the apartment complex mm-hmm. where it says 9-1 instead of 9-1-1. Like he was clearly dialing 9-1-1 when he died. Um, it, ju- it it lasted on 2x speed, like 10 seconds. <laughs> Just like way too drawn out. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like there were like reasons for some of that. Like it's really, especially the first act is incredibly anxiety inducing and i think like moments like that kind of build on it where you're like why are we just watching this for so long like what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) like oh my god the scene where he's in the bathtub and he looks up and there's just some guy on his ceiling and like they just they stare at each other for what seems like an eternity before Mm -hmm. he falls on him and i was just like i was anxious (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I think the whole movie is like <clears throat> I say this a lot, but it, it kind of like is the the personification of like all of my insecurities and all of my anxieties. Like I don't want to say too much because I know who <laughs> listens to this podcast, but like a lot of the things that happen to Bo, like I'm worried about constantly. Mm. The and also medicated for dying during climaxing. Is that a big? <laughs> Just... No, and surprisingly, not the giant penis either. But yeah, <clears throat> no, I get it. I feel like it's yeah. There, there's a lot of like real life anxieties, just kind of like multiplied by a thousand. Yeah, just like yeah, exactly. The absolute worst that could happen happens. Like it's it's right. exactly what you're fearing is going to happen happens. Yeah. And I feel that, like, even in the in the early scenes when he's, you know, in his apartment in this, like, terrible side of town where people are just getting stabbed in the streets and, like, one guy's always trying to gouge another guy's eyes out and, like, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is going on. I'm like, honestly, not that far off from, like, downtown LA or New York. <laughs> nope. I, I get that. Living in a big city, sometimes it feels like that. Yeah, yeah. Um it's yeah yeah it's too bright in here so. oh. <laughs> <clears throat> um but no uh the the stuff with his like relationship with his mom and like guilt and it's just it all just kind of like hits all the way home yeah yeah i feel like it was I mean, the whole movie itself seems like a giant metaphor for guilt and codependency. A lot of mommy issues. Um, I feel like at three hours, it just felt 
feel like I got it in the first two hours. You know, I was like, I, <laughs> I get yeah. it. The the whole scene in the forest with like the play and the like animated background mm-hmm. could have been cut. I didn't get it. It was like twenty five minutes long, and that would have cut it down significantly. It was extremely long. Yeah, I think all in all, like out of the whole, if if this had been two hours instead of three. I think I I would have liked it better. I think it would have been more focused. I think a lot of that kind of stuff would have been cut out. And I did I like I actually didn't mind the play section. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was beautiful. Like I enjoyed that part. Um but in terms of like was it super important to the rest of the plot of the movie? Not necessarily. But I also don't think that that was really the point of this movie was like making sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a yeah, mess, I... but you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I was also um, so I was so confused at the beginning. I mean, it kind of made sense near the end cuz you find out that basically everybody he knew was like working for his mom, but <laughs> At the very beginning, when his therapist was like, let's start a new medication. A, therapists don't prescribe medication. But also B, like, why would you ever prescribe someone with that much anxiety a new medication to go on, like, right before they're going on a big trip? That's not a thing that anyone would do. It's a terrible time to start a new medication. <laughs> also, like... I don't know a psychiatrist or a therapist that would have like must be taken with water. And if you get sweaty or if you get dizzy or if you can't sleep, you have to tell me immediately. Like, you know, that, that was like that ominous. Part, that part though, I feel like, I mean, we're seeing everything through Bo's eyes. Right. And he's maybe the yeah. most unreliable narrator that you could possibly have. So I think those parts I kind of chalked up to him just like exaggerating what the therapist said and just like, you know, looking at the prescription bottle and just seeing like must take with water and then Googling like what happens. And it's like, you're going to die. It's like that's like (laughs) having like hypochondria or like anxiety and like searching your symptoms and then immediately going on WebMD and it being like, yeah, it's maybe dry lips, but it's also probably cancer. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, I feel like, yeah, that was just them really exemplifying what he felt was going on. Yeah, which I don't really ever think about watching a movie. So that's an excellent point is that like, I just kind of watch it as an outsider watching. I don't watch it as if it's told from Bo's point of view. Yeah, I think, yeah, because I feel like the more I watched of it, the more, I mean, it gets more and more surreal as you go through it. And so I think my biggest takeaway was just realizing that, like, probably the only scene in the entire movie that happened the way that it's shown is maybe, like, the very, very first scene where he's born. Like, that's probably what actually happened. And then everything after that, we're only getting his point of view on it. Yeah. That makes sense. So what you're telling me is that his dad is not actually a giant penis. I would think no. <laughs> Darn. It really takes away some of the magic of the film. I if don't, I'm being honest. 
I listen. I'm an Ari Aster fan. I liked Hereditary. Loved Midsummer. Um, this movie was a movie, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why he thinks penises are so funny. Like, <laughs> he's a he's a guy. I know, but like, babe, come on. <laughs> That's about all men think are funny. <laughs> he did. He did a short film. Well, she's done quite a few short films, and a lot of them I yeah. really enjoyed. Um, Bo and was And a lot actually, of them turned into movies. Well, only Bo, but yes. Oh. <laughs> this is only his third film, so. Was it not her hereditary didn't turn it? Wasn't a short film? No. Oh, Saw was a short film. Saw was, yeah. That's not Ari Aster. Nope. <laughs> this right, is well, only I'm his confused. third film, and it's the okay. only one that was, like, slightly adapted from uh, one of his shorts, which was just called Bo. Um, and I get it. Like, I get how it became from this because I did enjoy the short film, though. Um, but he has one called TDF Really Works. TDF stands for Tino's Dick Farts. Um, and I can't even tell you how terrible it was. Like, it's oh, not, no. it's meant to be a comedy. It's not funny at all. I think... I think maybe I want to watch Ari Aster's horror movies and maybe not his comedy films. I think it's where I'm at. Um, well, not this that, one was billed as a comedy. Yes. And I do get it in the beginning. Like, I think as it kind of went on, it got a little bit less funny. There were still some moments where I was kind of like, oh, like <laughs> it's so ridiculous that it's funny. Yeah. Um, but like the beginning, I totally, I was like laughing he like comes home and there's the sign on his door that's like brown recluse spider loose in the building and then he opens the door and it just like has a shot of the spider running across and then like <laughs> there's a news report of the birthday boy stab man <laughs> yes i thought that was brilliant i'm like that's fucking hilarious birthday boy stab man and it took me until the second watch through to realize that's why the cop was holding his gun on Bo is because he thought that he was the birthday man, birthday suit man. Birthday boy stab man, thank you. <laughs> birthday boy stab man, sorry. In his birthday suit. Yeah. Stabbing men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a wild ride it was. Um, it do was... you think it's a horror movie? No. But I don't really know what it is. <laughs> it's not really um, fully anything, is it? Psychological horror comedy drama. Yeah. Surrealist. Add surrealist to the beginning of that. Surrealist psychological horror comedy drama. Yes. Starring Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant penis. And the 12-foot penis monster. <laughs> <laughs> that was the scariest part of the whole movie. Really? Well, n wait, let me rephrase. <laughs> that was the horriest part. Mm. Is like the penis and like the shooting and the blood and the stabbing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I love how everyone thought this has nothing to do with the penis monster. But <laughs> mm. is it even worth talking about then? Is it? You tell <laughs> me. Kidding. You let us know I in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I love that everyone thought that the the kid who plays the younger version of him in this movie 
was AI. Everybody thought it was an AI version of Joaquin Phoenix just like aged down. What? To the point where like in this kid's Instagram bio for a while, he had not AI. Like he had to come out and be like, hi, I'm the kid. I'm I'm real. I'm an actual person. Yeah, I'm not AI. (laughs) Oh, God. Poor kid. I mean, he looks like a young version of Joaquin. Like I'd see it. No, I didn't see it at all. Really? They yeah. The same nose. Really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. That I didn't see that at all. I. I mean, definitely not to the point where I was like, "Oh my god, he's an AI." I. I, I didn't really either, but people all over thought that that's what was happening there. So. I mean, I wouldn't put it past film producers in today's day and age to do that. So. Not at all. Not at all. Hmm. And I like Bill Hader's little cameo. Right? I love Just Bill Hader. the voice of the UPS driver? Yeah. I think you see his back at one point. If it was actually him. Yeah. It was his voice for in sure. In an interview. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, in the original, I think I sent you. I mean, we can like link it in the description or something. Um, but like the PDF of the like notes of the movie or whatever that were written by the production team yeah um said that uh oh shoot the witch queen witch queen from lion the witch in the wardrobe oh a tilda swinton tilda swinton was supposed to be in this movie oh i could see her doing a movie like this yeah absolutely yeah but, um, alas, she was not. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. But I, I could absolutely see her. She, she and, like, Ray Fiennes, I can see doing a lot of the same movies. They used to be married. Oh. Um, but yeah, like, I could see her in, like, the menu i could see him and like lion the witch in the wardrobe and yeah that's you know? fair anyway a tangent yeah this movie was it was supposed to be ari aster's directorial debut and then got later well yeah it didn't get made like back in like 2014 i think he was trying to like sell it and the script was leaked online and then yeah it it didn't happen, which makes sense to me. I feel like I don't know if this movie would have been made unless he had been so successful with like Hereditary and Midsummer. I feel like this movie's kind of a hard pitch unless you're already an established director. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I could see you have a hard time pitching this. Yeah, but a twenty four. They love some weird shit. They love weird shit. Yeah. I don't know if you saw everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, of course I did. It's one of the weird best shit, movies ever made. Such good shit. It's so good. So good. Yeah. I had a little bit higher expectations for this movie because of that movie. For sure. Anything that A24 puts uh, out after everything everywhere, I have higher expectations for. I don't think that's fair. I think everything everywhere all at once was kind of like 
I mean, that movie's fucking fantastic. I think it's kind of hard to yeah, to it's beat peak. that. I agree. I had a real life existential crisis after seeing that movie. Oh, yeah. Dylan had to like heal me off the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a good movie. It, it is a good movie. Yeah. It didn't impact me like that, but I respect yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Great film. Great film. Um, but no, I, I, you're right. It's unfair of me to, to hold a 24 to that kind of standard. But I mean, yeah. most of the movies that they've put out have been absolute fucking bangers. Yeah. I like a lot of their stuff, but I think, I don't know. I'm, I, you haven't seen Midsummer yet. So, you know, who's to say what you'll think of that. Um, I guess that's a 24 too. Yeah. I think Ari Aster's only ever released from a 24. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think in terms of his films, this is definitely the weakest one in my opinion. <laughs> I think hereditary and midsummer were much better, but, um, I feel like there's probably like four or five people out there who watch this movie and were like, this is peak cinema. This is everything I've ever wanted in a movie. And I'm so happy for them. I wasn't one of them personally, but like, love that for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they each their own, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So we've established that it's not really horror. If it is, it's like a sixth horror. Yeah. Uh, is it scary? No. Personally, I did not think so. I gave it a one. Um, again, it wasn't as scary as it was kind of anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. One. One. Yeah, one. Not scary at all. Yeah. How sexy. Mm. Not at all. No? Zero. One. One. You saw a peen. I saw like two peens, I think. <laughs> I, and, and Joaquin Phoenix's ball sack. Yeah. Prosthetic. Uh-huh. Maybe. Who's to say? one you one yeah yep. uh even the sex scene to the tune of mariah carey was the maybe one of the least sexy sex scenes i've ever seen in my entire life correct so uncomfortable that's the one from me <laughs> yeah a little Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, fucked up. It was a bit fucked up. Yeah. Um, I was teetering between like a 1.5 and a 2 though. Because I feel like okay. it was like weird. But like the dad penis monster. I don't like. Why? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess I kind of get it. Like, I feel like it was kind of showing that, like, the mom really, like, demonizes 
sexuality a bit, right? Like, that's why she made him think that he was going to die. But listen, I when I watch a film, I just want to have um, a silly, goofy time, right? And so I don't want to have to, like, think about the metaphor that's being presented to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I gave it a two. Okay, fair. Yeah, because, you know, like I said, some of it was like realistic. Like mm-hmm. I, my brain's gone there. My brain has not gone to a giant penis monster representation of my father. Thank God. I should hope not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just gave it a two. Yeah, I think that's a fair rating. Uh, what about overall? The first time I watched it, I would have given it a two. Okay. The second time I watched it, sped up a three. So I'll split the difference (laughs) in half. Because it wasn't sped up in real life. It wasn't. I made that happen. Yeah. Two and a half. What did you give it? I gave it a two and a half. (laughs) Yeah. I. Yeah. We're in sync. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I, well, I don't know. When we predicted this movie, I said, I think it's going to be a movie that people either love or they hate. And what ended up happening, I think, is that there were parts of it that I loved and parts of it that I hated. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, there was a lot in this movie that I really enjoyed. And then there were some things that just kind of fell flat. I didn't like the pacing. I felt like it was a little bit messy. Could have done without the whole attic scene, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Like, but one thing I will say, and one thing that I love about this and that I will defend forever is that this is a passion project. And I think we're in an age where, like, we don't see that a lot. It was very original. You're never going to find another movie like this. It was weird. It was interesting and even if you hate it I think it's worth giving it a watch because you might really love it um and I don't know I would I would rather watch a movie like this and risk loving it or hating it than watch a million sequels and remakes and reboots that feel like the same five movies are in the theaters every time you go like it's just I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now where everything's a remake everything's a reboot everything's a sequel and I don't want to watch that anymore I don't want to watch any more Marvel movies like please stop putting them I don't want to watch Fast and Furious 19 like stop (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're we're closer to Fast and Furious 19 than we are to Fast and Furious 1 I know (laughs) (laughs) oh god but But no that was beautifully said i wholeheartedly (laughs) agree that i'm glad the movie was made yeah it was not for me Um, (laughs) but i did like it better the second time so maybe if i watch it a third time i'll like it even more maybe i'll get it better yeah see i feel like i got it but it was just i didn't want to <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's not true. Again, there sorry, were parts Ari. of it that I really fucking loved. Like honestly, it, 
the first like two hours I was enthralled I was like oh I'm gonna be one of these people that like that's what I'm saying really loves this and then it kind of started dragging a bit um yeah near the end but I like how every time Ari Aster describes this movie by the way like he's done like Q&A's and stuff like that and like Mm -hmm. every time he does he's like yeah, this guy's a fucking dweeb or like, I wanted to see, I wanted everybody to see what life's like through a loser's eyes. <laughs> he just will not stop shitting all over Bo. And I think it's so Aww. funny. Like, I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard every time he's like, yeah, this guy's a fucking loser. <laughs> oh my God. That's so sad. I, I love, I love Bo. Like, he seems so like sweet and innocent and like, honestly i don't don't blame him for trying to strangle his mom yeah i feel like some people might be like annoyed with him or frustrated because you're like i mean they never really say how old he is i think he's like 50 or something like that close to 50 older yeah um and like i think there's a point where you have to just remove yourself from a situation but it's kind of difficult when your mom's hiring paid actors to be around you all the time yeah so I think it's he's a product uh, of his mother. I don't think that who he is really. Uh, he never stood a chance, you know? Yeah. But I thought Are Joaquin you- did a fantastic job. I mean, he's a great actor, but like. He was great in this. Honestly, everybody yeah. was. I don't think there was anybody who really like lacked performance wise. No, I agree. AI kid, great. <laughs> yeah. Patty Lapone. Um, Nathan Lane. Patty Lapone. Is it Amy oh, Ryan? Thank you for saying Nathan Lane. Did you notice the little Easter egg in the movie when Nathan Lane is first shown on screen? I don't think so. I hope this was intentional because I noticed it. <laughs> but the first time he shows up on screen, there's a little birdcage hanging on the wall next to him. Because he was in the movie Birdcage. Bird <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's with Robin Williams, though, right? Correct. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that was intentional because I thought it was cute. Little cute yeah. little callback. I thought it was going to be like a Disney poster or something. Because wasn't he the voice of no. Timon? Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Wait. No, you're right. Timon. 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 You're yeah. right. Timon. Yeah. The meerkat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want right? to say Timon a couple more times, or? Timon. Timon, 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 Timon. 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 Right? Yes, he's the voice of Timon. Stop. Okay, Timon's going to stop. It's going to sound fake now. I can't. I can't yeah. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> also, side note completely. But apparently they did, uh, Ari Aster and A24 decided to, like, pull a little April Fool's Day prank on people. Like, a bunch of people had bought tickets to, like, a special screening of Midsummer on April 1st of this this year, 2023. And they played a preview of this movie instead. And I'm like, I don't know. Part of me is, like, I think I'd rather watch Midsummer, But I also think if I hadn't seen this movie, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's watch this. (laughs) That's, like, a month before it came out. Ooh, fun. Yeah. That's very cool. And I feel like anybody who's going to, like, 
a special screening of Midsummer is probably a fan of Ari and was probably excited for this movie to come out. So, yeah, I don't know if they still played it or not. They might have. Who's to say? Double feature. Double. That'd be so long. Holy shit! Oh my god. How long is Midsummer? Two and a half. Two. Two and a half. Woof. But the, the no like, I don't think Midsummer feels like two and a half hours. Okay. But again, that's my opinion. So, like, this movie felt like three hours. (laughs) Yeah, this movie, when I was talking about how some movies are slogs, this movie's a fucking slog. Like, you're putting on rain boots and walking through a muddy forest. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. (laughs) That's why I'm very impressed you watched it twice. I don't, I think that this will probably be the last time I ever watched this movie. I, I mean, one, I, I, I wanted to give it another chance. Yeah. Um, just like I want to give the menu another chance, right? I hated the menu. I want to give it another chance, but two X, man. I'm telling you, just try it on two X and see if that skews it a little bit. Like, oh yeah, this is. The pace is a little faster, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe in like a few months, you know, I'll give it another go. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's what I said about the menu, and it's been what? Five months? I don't think that you should give the menu another try, though. I think, A, you should wait at least six months to a year. And, B, you need to watch it with, like, a group of friends. Okay. Watch it in October. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, watch it okay. with me because I'll be having a great time and you'll be like, do I get it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to just suddenly get it because I watch it again. No, but sometimes, like, uh, there's been so many times I've watched a movie just in a piss poor mood. And when I rewatch it, I'm like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> like cabin in the woods first time i watched it i was not in the right mood it was also not in the right not in the right format okay first of all i was a poor college (laughs) student (laughs) second of all i do not condone condone the method in which i watched it but (laughs) right yeah Watching that movie from someone's handheld camcorder <laughs> that took it in theater was not, not ideal. <laughs> not the best way to see a film. No, no. Um, all right. I mean, this feels like a weird question for this type of movie, but would you survive? Yeah, this wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> like, th- this question's dumb. Sorry, but... I'm not answering that. <laughs> I love that because when I was thinking about my answer, I was like, yeah, because what happened? Like, we don't even know who's alive and who's actually dead in this movie. So, yeah, I get the benefit of the doubt. And I'm saying I live. Yeah. Because yeah. I also have anxiety and I have dealt with it. So not that's not fair. Some people have worse anxiety than me and can't deal with it. So I'm not going to judge. But couldn't be me. I get you. Me and my mother have boundaries, and that's why we get along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, Bo survives, right? You're putting yourself. No, he doesn't. He dies. Well, does he though? I mean, drowns. Does he? Or is that just a metaphor for him returning to the water of the womb and him realizing that he's never going to escape his mom? It could just be a fucking metaphor, Katie. We don't know. Okay, well, either way, (laughs) I'm living. So. (laughs) But that's my point is like, I feel like anybody can justify surviving this movie because technically you could argue that no one actually even died in this film. Who's to say? Not me. Just Ari Aster. Get him on the phone. Get him on the line. I got some words. (laughs) Honestly, a really fun sequel to this movie would be like the real like what actually happened yeah because it could be it could be scary you know what i mean i feel like it would be more toned down i feel like that would be a true comedy because it'd be like joaquin phoenix just like having a panic attack and someone's just like hey man what's up (laughs) passes by on the street and in his eyes that's some guy trying to gouge his eyes out you know (laughs) like yeah i guess that's true we don't know or maybe that's would have made it what would have made it better is if like the actual like what was happening was woven into that the movie you know no, like Katie, if it, it showed what five Bo hours <laughs> oh my god you're right there's no way to fix it there's no way to fix it yeah I think this movie just is what it is and you can like it or you can hate it. But it is what it is, and I'll stand by the fact that I'm happy it got made, and I hope more things like this are made in the future. Because maybe someone's going to do that weird fucking project that me and four other people think is the best movie they've ever seen, you know? Well, you know what's a perfect example of that? That, like, was perfect is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Perfect example of, like, that shit's never happened on screen. Right. Nobody's ever even thought of Jamie Lee Curtis with fucking hot dog hands in a lesbian relationship with one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen, by the way. Like that that's only been conceived of one time and thank God it got made. Yeah. But yeah, that's my point is like out of these yeah. weird, ridiculous, insane ideas, like some of them might not be your favorite, but some of them are going to be so fucking good to you that it's like, thank God this got made, you know? Yep. I agree. Yeah. Well. Any last thoughts? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything that we can cover with this movie, you know? Yeah. And yeah. hopefully people will see it. And they, you know, maybe someone will just like tell me their opinion of this movie and it'll make me love it a little bit more because I'm like, wow, this person really saw the beauty in it, you know? Not that this was a beautiful film. I thought it was fantastically made. It was great to look at. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Except uh, for the penis and I monster. hope that Except for the penis monster. That was not beautiful. Um, and I hope that, I mean, if anybody's listening this far in, I'd hope that they had seen it already. But, like, yeah, have they not? Please go watch it. Yeah, yeah. Support, support passion projects. Yep. 
you get anything out of this podcast, that's that, that's the important one. <laughs> Um, okay, well, usually this is the time of the podcast where Katie predicts the next movie. Um, unfortunately, Katie's already seen the next movie because we had to film a little bit out of order. Uh, so it is The Grudge. And we're excited to say that next week is our 25th episode. <laughs> so little, uh, yeah, a little mile market there. We do have a special guest. I won't say who. It'll be a little surprise. But if you know us from our gaming streams, you might know the guest as well as a little hint. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging in there for 25 episodes. And uh, we're excited for next week. Same. Bye. There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be celebrating our 25th episode. We'll be watching the 2004 American remake starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, The Grudge. Thanks so much. We hope to see you then. Bye.